0: You're listening to Inside The Mix, Episode 6. Welcome to the Inside The Mix podcast. I'm your host, Mark Matthews, and I'm excited to have you here with me today. Whether you're a synth music producer, artist, or enthusiast, I promise you'll get something out of this show. Every fortnight, I serve up interviews with synth music artists and provide you with an insight into their careers creative processes, influences, and music industry tips and stories. Let's dive in. So welcome to episode six of the Inside the Mix podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Mark Matthews, and in today's episode, I'm joined by Evan Carr, a.k.a. Nostalgia Kid. Uh, Hi, Evan. How's it going? Good. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. Thanks, mate. I'm good. Uh, Yeah, trying to survive in lockdown in the UK. So um, I don't know what it's like your end over in the
1: States. It's a whole whole lot of fun, almost a year's (laughs) worth, so yeah
0: yeah same man same uh, i know we were discussing just now um outside of recording that the weather looks nice where you are it's uh so where are you at the moment
1: i'm uh i'm out in los angeles right now just enjoying some sun and uh doing my best to uh avoid people and uh <laughs> you know just in, enjoying the the scenery and, and family and all that fun stuff how about you
0: yeah yeah pretty much the same so uh, at the moment at the point of recording this so today is what it's the 14th isn't it um of feb uh so we are in the midst of a niche uh nationwide a national lockdown so there is nothing to do um and it the weather is grim so things like this are a nice respite from what's going on at the moment you know yeah oh my it's,
1: gosh
0: it, it's hard but yeah, i, I think that there's ending. there's there's light at the end of the tunnel hopefully. hopefully i
1: hope so i hope it's all over by by summer fingers crossed 100 yeah, percent
0: 100% man. So I've got your bio here. Thanks for sending that over. So, um so nostalgic driven by retro tones and nostalgic influence. Uh, you pack late nineties, alternate punch fused alongside 80s synth wave with a modern edge, man. That sounds awesome. Uh, so you used to play in a play for a rock band called undergone. Uh, so you've played the warp tour and have opened for notable bands such as the Atari's. Yeah. Yeah. Cold power man, 5,000 and Jeffrey star, uh, Jeffrey star. Um mm-hmm. That's awesome, man! Uh, playing the Warp Tour. How long ago did you play the Warp Tour?
1: Shoot, I mean, it's been man, ten, eleven, twelve years. Yeah, you know my uh, my my brother Paul. He uh, was the drummer in our band, Undergone, and he's kind of like the uh, the Undergone historian, if you will. So, <laughs> uh, I, w- I wish I had him on speed dial right now, real quick, just to ask him, hey, man, what years did we play over there? But uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, 2010, 2009, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to guess. But, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a lot of fun, really cool experience, learning experience, met a lot of people. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that scene was really alive and driving at the time. And, you know, I'm grateful to have been a part of that. No, that sounds amazing, man. That sounds amazing. So I've got here as well, you write music for TV
0: shows. Uh, so your music has been featured in such shows as Ink Masters, Ride right With Norman Reedus. I just read that right with Norman Reed. That's amazing. And Ch- uh, the challenge on NTV, Road Blues, uh, Road Rules, sorry, NFL Games, Forged in Fire as well. I love Forged in Fire, but Ink Masters is the one I want to come back to because I mm-hmm. absolutely love Ink Masters. At the moment, I'm watching season 12. Oh, um, sweet. Yeah, yeah, more the way, I actually watched season 13 before 12 because it wasn't on Prime at the time. Uh, what music have you contributed to Ink, Ink Masters? Is it like the, the Segway music or?
1: Yeah. So basically, um, you know, I'll, I'll try to make it, try to make it brief, but yeah, you know, cool. back in my, back in my undergone days, we had signed to a, um, management company, restless management out in Hollywood, uh, yeah. you know, doing the whole, you know, shopping around thing and meeting people and all that fun stuff. Um, and what was cool about that at that time is making connections. And there was a, uh, a, uh, management, uh, mate band if you will another band on our management company and we kind of connected with them we were supposed to tour with them but we ended up splitting up and eventually they split up and um you know i kept in touch with some of those guys and one of them got into uh he's actually a, a very uh you know respected notable notable producer now his name's bj perry um he's produced uh like uh was it i prevail um nice they're they're doing the new skillet. Him and uh, uh, John Pragler doing the new skillet. So they're like really like deep in the in the industry, which is really awesome for them. Um, so what I did is I, I hit them up and was like, hey, you know, I, I love what you guys do. Can I can I send you something? And if you like it, you know, can we chat? You know, you just gotta sometimes just take a swing. You know, you never know. Yep. And uh, you know, they saw potential in what I was doing, and that's kind of where I started music production on my own. Um, you know, on a, a more serious aspect, and they they taught me a lot. And basically, through that, you know, just kind of grew. Um, you know, my my production skills, the type of um, you know gear I'm using, plugins I'm using, and really learning all about the craft. And um, through that, was able to uh, get some you know various. Um, deals through television shows and networks and things like that so it's kind of like just the instrumental background transition music um some of the stuff i do is a little more hard rock some of it's a little more you know softer not not stuff i would typically write um but i think that's what's great about it is it kind of allows kind of a diverse uh portfolio and it's it's been it's been a lot of fun and i think you know ink masters especially have been uh super generous i think my music's been in that the most out of anything else so it's really it's a really awesome experience that sounds amazing did you get to go to i don't know if you do
0: contributed to the music but did you get to go to like the live final or anything like that were they they kind enough to send you an
1: invite to the live finale no i i wish that yeah. that would have been awesome that that would be awesome but yeah. uh no i just i just write the background music and <laughs> hang out in the background so yeah.
0: Man, I'd love to go to the live final. It's so good. Yeah, I'm I'm addicted to it and um unfortunately after season 13 there isn't anything else so i'm gonna have to find out find someone else to watch um right. but yeah that, that's amazing mate. that's amazing so i think what we'll do is just, just sort of go through your your background so you touched on there that you you sort of got into music production um wh- when did you get into sort of producing um did you find you sort of learned an instrument first and did the band thing and then production or was it the other way around or si- or sim- simultaneous simultaneous
1: Well, I mean, to dive, you know, further, deeper into that, I think, you know, I always had kind of a fascination with production and and doing just weird crap with audio. I mean, even as a kid, you know, my brother and I, we would, you know, my my father was a a really great uh, guitar player. And I think as kids, you know, we really looked up to that. And, uh, you know, we'd get the tape player and put a cassette in, hit record and play open notes on my dad's guitar and just make... Silly, you know, kid, kid songs, you know, doing that, you know, about the grossest things that kids can think <laughs> of, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and then, uh, you know, just playing stuff back, and you know, I, I started to take the craft more seriously. Um, in my teenage years, my brother played drums with some friends and things like that, and I was like, hey, I want to be a part of this too. Um, so got into guitar and. You know, sort of taking some lessons and teaching myself um, different things there, and you know, just stumbling upon you know, it was kind of the era of you know uh, Napster and LimeWire and oh yeah, you know, ripping yeah 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 ripping music. And then so you know, there were artists that I liked that you know weren't very popular, and you know, when they're in the process of shopping their music, it's not for download anywhere. Um, so just putting like the auxiliary cord, you know back in from the the headphone jack into the microphone jack in the computer and pulling up some cheapo software to kind of rip a song that way. You know, I, I never put anything up for other people to download, you know, I wasn't, wasn't that guy, but, uh, yeah, that's how I got music. And then, you know, just, uh, you know, aside from buying it, but, you know, in terms of production and stuff, I started using just like a really crappy old computer mic and, uh, pretty much just putting it up to you know a little 112 guitar practice amplifier and just some boss ds1 distortion and uh oh yes the Boss DS one yeah 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 so making you know making demos um you know like that and uh you know it's kind of how how things started there i I put something in like was it uh cool edit pro which i think turned into adobe audition um but uh just doing that panning one guitar track left one, right. For like a, you know, drop D new metal song, you know, Mm -hmm. and just kind of putting a lead in there and just working on demos that way. And that's kind of how it really started. Um, It's just really just being self-taught and messing around. Um, So as I got older, you know, when we would go record with different producers, I I would take the time to really sit and see what they're doing and kind of what things take and kind of, Instead of sit there, you know, having a beer and laughing, messing around, I'd be kind of just keeping an eye on like, okay, well, this is what they do to do that. And so, uh, you know, kind of did that. And I went to school, uh, did online, a couple online courses for Pro Tools, and the rest is kind of history there. Um, So, I mean, I I feel like with Pro Tools, that's what I use. I feel like you never, ever stop learning with Pro Tools. It's just, uh, you know, endless endless stuff in pro tools but uh it gets the job done so um mm-hmm. you know i'm grateful to to know how to how to do it so
0: so do you use pro tools then for your for your uh, like midi programming and midi editing as well
1: i do yeah, yeah. so i mean i've got i mean throughout the years I've, I've got tons and tons of plugins and different sounds and things like that and i mean shoot last week i've been working on some new music and last week there's kind of an intro to this uh kind of 80s inspired kind of kind of sad ballad and uh you know really kind of wanted like a nice bell sound in the intro and just literally man i went through probably like 300 different sounds to like try to be like (laughs) all right this is this is the one i mean i could have kept going but it's kind of like a like an OCD, like you've got to find the perfect thing, and then uh, you got no. the EQ, and it's—I mean, it never—it never ends. At some point, mm-hmm. you just have to, you know, say this is this is good enough. So,
0: yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I—I—I I was doing the same earlier, um, about an hour or two ago, and I sort of set myself a, a time limit. I'll put a timer on. I'll be like, right, I'm gonna have a look through, and I'm gonna set a time, and then I'm gonna stop looking for sounds, and then move on to something else. Otherwise, like you say, you can go into that obsessive compulsive mode, and then just you're trying to find the perfect sound and it might not even exist.
1: Yeah, you'll just, you'll literally just sit there all yeah. day long. So yeah, I <laughs> know yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure, I totally
0: get it. So listening to your tracks, which are which are fantastic, by the way. Um, Thank you. So uh, what, one question I had for you was, you're, you're, you're a guitarist. Um, do you record, is that you playing guitar and bass on your tracks? We'll be right back. So I've got a hunch about a common struggle we all face, mastering. If you're an independent artist or music producer, you've probably encountered the frustration of masters that just don't hit the mark, right? They lack balance and refuse to play nicely across different devices and environments. Ever found yourself wondering, why don't my masters sound like my references? Perhaps you've spent countless hours attempting to master your tracks only to be unsatisfied with the results. Maybe you've tried every silver bullet plugin or even dabbled in AI. Or perhaps you're already working with an engineer but you're eager to explore different possibilities. Well, here's the solution you've been searching for, synth music mastering. I'm offering a game-changing opportunity with a one-time free test master for a limited time. Picture elevating your music with my unwavering commitment to quality and a personalized touch that you just don't get with the big mastering studios. The best part, it won't cost you a penny. Just submit your finished mix and... And let's see how we can transform your music together. Don't let mastering be a mystery any longer. Say goodbye to the frustration and step into a world of sonic excellence. Grab your free Test Master now, click the link in the episode description, or head over to synthmusicmastering.com.
1: Yes, it is. So I actually, for uh, for this EP, I, I actually use all MIDI bass for this one. Okay. So, I, I, I mean you you really it's hard to tell when everything is in there but if you if you take away the layers you'll be like oh, all right this is midi bass for sure um but i try to and i use a couple programs that are pretty good um for it where where it sounds really good once it's in the mix there yeah um but i, I think my goal um with the next release and I, I think part of it too is just like space like i recorded pretty much the um, the EP in, in my apartment, you know, and, uh, so there's not a lot, really not a lot of space. So I, I did a lot of stuff was through MIDI. And then the guitar I did, you know, direct, I use, um, there's a company called positive grid. They have a program called bias FX, which I, I highly recommend. And, uh, it's just a bunch of amp, you know, plugins and they do really, really amazing work. And, uh, so did all my guitars direct like that. Um, but I think the plan is to, uh, you know, do some live bass in the next, um, recordings. There are a couple songs, um, you know, that really kind of have like an eighties, you know, upbeat kind of dark synth, but like car chase inspired tracks yeah. where it's like, and if I get a, a nice bass with some distortion on this, like that would be, you know, a lot of, a lot of fun and complimenting to these tracks. So, you know, for, for me, I try to, uh, as much as i love the synthwave stuff i try to stay true to some of my 90s roots Mm -hmm. so um i mean i think you'll kind of hear that in the the ep it's kind of back and forth in terms of what's sprinkled in there that would be considered synthwave and what kind of has more of like a upbeat kind of attitude you know 90s sound to it too
0: yeah yeah i totally agree that one my next question was going to be what sort of um what emulations are you using for your, for your for your guitars? What was the program you mentioned?
1: Uh, the company is called Positive Grid, and their uh, their interfaces, their plugins. It's called Bias FX, B I yeah. um, A S F X. Yeah. What's and I promise this is not an ad. Um, what's really cool is they uh, uh, they also have what's called a tone cloud. So literally, you could save different settings and things like that and you can upload them to a cloud that that is searchable by everybody so like say for example uh just for fun let's say hey you know i really like the beginning of nothing else matters by metallica i really want that sound with that chorus and clean let me see if anyone's uploaded that and like you could look up like metallica and people will be like oh like they named this guitar presetting like you know the Enter Sandman, this or you know whatever. I mean, literally, people put like, you know, eruption, the eruption solo settings and things like that. Yeah. So I mean, literally, there's just so much customization, and it all like it, it all sounds like the real deal. Um, and that's what's important to me is the authentic sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, even for you know the drum midi stuff that I use, they're all based off of real. Um, they're all real drums. They're just you know put in there um you know through midi so the the authentic sounds ideally if i had you know a, a fifty thousand dollar studio i'd have a full kit <laughs> i'd have it mic'd up but it's just not the way yeah you know things work right now so
0: yeah i was gonna say but my, one of my questions was going to be garden your drum sound and the snare sound because i love the snare sound that you have across across your ep it's do you Thank have you. like a particular pack of or sample pack that you that you reach for for your for your snare sound
1: um, so I use, uh, Stephen Slate drums. It's yes. kind of like the main, uh, the main program that I run through. And then, um, I, I have a trigger program that I use, but sometimes I'll just, I'll paste it in manually if it's kind of being a pain in the butt. Um, but you know, splice has a lot of good snare samples and then, uh, you know, really just blending, um, for anyone that's kind of on a budget, uh, I would recommend Splice to look up different kick sounds, snare sounds, um, you know, there are even free sample packs on the internet. And if you know how to EQ and compress and different things, you can make stuff sound really good. Um, so it's really just kind of, you know, I, I've got some high end stuff I, I've I've invested in, but also being able to be scrappy and, and go into Google, um, you know, looking up different sample packs, you know, finding even free stuff that's out there that, that, you know, some of that is really good, you know? Um, So I I would recommend for sure, uh, for good drum tones, Steven Slate uh, drums, and then going to Splice, and then obviously investing, um, you know, in like, I have uh, Waves plugins. Um, So I have like, I think Waves Diamond or Waves Platinum, and they've got a lot of like compressors and, you know, EQ stuff and, um, you know, those, You know limiters and all all of that stuff i mean makes a huge difference in terms of how you're going to get tones out of your stuff and for me even a lot of that self-taught so just going over to youtube and um you know learning like how do i how do i compress compress drums on pro tools and um even just doing that you know is worth um is worth you know gaining the new knowledge and insight and coming up with a good product and um you know, believe me in terms of the snare and drum sounds i, I spent way way too much time on it yep. and i love how it turned out but i mean just being a madman just mix one bringing it to the truck nope mix two mix 20 you know it just just uh yeah. you know and then you know you got to test it out on different speakers um what may sound good on your monitors may not sound good in your truck may sound good on a crappy sound system so just finding the best overall mix um, when you're doing that sound check to really take your mixes, play them in your car, um, play them on an old stereo, play them on some crappy speakers, and just when you have that mix that sounds good everywhere, that's when you know you've got it.
0: Yeah, fantastic advice.
1: Yeah, that, that workflow is very similar to what
0: I do. So you mentioned Splice there. Um, I've got a Splice account. I use Splice quite regularly oh, sweet. Do for, like, for like samples as well. And if I've got writer's block, I find that I, I might reach out to splice as well and just find a loop of some sort for inspiration. So, um, yeah, shout out to splice. I I haven't used slate. Was it, do you say uh, slate drums or you, or slate trigger?
1: I I use both of them. So I I would, I would recommend both of them sometimes, at least for me, and that may be a lack of knowledge, but sometimes I have a, a a latency issue through trigger. Mm. Um, and that's probably just me not knowing enough about it. Sometimes if you put a sample in, lines right up sometimes it doesn't and that I mean when that happens I'll I'll just manually go through match up a sample to the other one and I I just you know realistically for me it's a um, a blend of of a couple of snares to really kind of make a unique sound and then really just you know compressing and EQing and really finding um that that tone you're going for yeah Another thing as
0: well, you you touched on Slate there. I've I've got the uh, the Slate all access pass, and I don't know if you've seen any of the tutorials on there. Once again, I don't want to. I'm not I'm not going to do a Slate selling job here. I'm not a salesman. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, the tutorials on there, because you mentioned about YouTube, are really really good as well. So anyone listening, I would I would I would recommend checking out the and the, you get sample packs from Slate as well. Um, but yeah, fantastic fantastic stuff. But no, that's cool. It's cool to hear how uh, we have a sort of similar workflow for for snare sounds. It's, that's really cool. Yeah yeah that's awesome
1: that's cool to hear
0: yeah man so your your influences then obviously you say you you went through the band phase what musical influences what would you say are your your biggest influences on you as as an artist
1: um shoot for for me i mean i i grew up a rock kid so i Mm -hmm. think a lot of those influences stick you know um bands like lit they were huge in the 90s um as I got older, uh, my old band, we actually used to play um, at their guitar player, Jeremy's uh, Restaurant and Bar in Fullerton out here in Southern California oh, wow. called The Slide Bar. And, uh, you know, I've have, have come to know those guys, and they're really, really awesome guys. Um, you know, not I, I've worked with a handful of, of artists that, uh, you know, I've looked up to throughout the years, and they're not they're not all pleasant experiences. You know, I'm not going to name names but it's always nice when you um, someone you look up to and you meet them and and they're really they're really just amazing people yeah. so you know hats off to the Lake guys for that um, there's a, a, a band that's huge in Canada they're called big wreck um, their singer guitar player songwriter Ian Thornley is one of the best guitar players uh, in the world hands down um, you know just uh, a lot of rock music now kind of goes under the radar and uh they're they're worth checking out silver chair they're a big australian band yeah um you know their guitar player songwriter daniel johns is amazing so in terms of guitar influences i would say those um in terms of uh you know like the electronic stuff i really like Tycho. um just the instrumental soundscape that he creates um and the the gear that he uses to to create just this kind of nostalgic Uh, Sound that really just kind of brings you back is is just totally awesome. Um, You know, in terms of like synthwave artists, you know, um, I I think the same as everyone else, you know, groups like The Midnight and, you know, FM84, you know, uh, I'm Cop, you know, there's a lot of a lot of them that are really, really great and influential. Um, You know, there's guys like I know you had uh, Zach Vortex on Even just kind of listening to, um, you know, some of the, the guys that are, that are in the same place, you know, that I am, or, or we are, you know, the kind of the independent kind of up and coming guys. I mean, the, the support is, I mean, it's really been, really been tremendous. I know Zach, Zach's been super cool. Um, I mean, there, there's a handful of other, other guys that, you know, they'll, they'll repost anything that you post and super supportive and all that stuff. So it's really, really cool. Um, I see on twitter like synthwave drama or whatever i I don't know what it's about but for me everyone so far since i've kind of entered in and i wouldn't really necessarily necessarily classify all of my music as synthwave but the fact that all of these artists within this genre have just kind of been you know with open arms and fans it's been a really really um cool experience and i'm really grateful for that
0: yeah it's interesting you mentioned that because um as you as you mentioned so i had uh i had to chat with zap vortex on episode one of this and uh we had the exact same conversation so uh, as you mentioned about being independent sort of artists i wouldn't necessarily like you say i'm sort of like synth wave through and through um i mean i released an r&b track <laughs> just before mm-hmm. christmas so um i have quite an eclectic and i was in. um i'm a guitarist so I, I was in a, a heavy metal band for years as well but Oh, yeah, 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 so I come at it from quite a different angle, so I've got all those influences going around in my melting yeah. pot, but like you mentioned then, and Zach and I said the same thing, like the the support and the the welcome from from most people, um in fact, I haven't had any negative, any negative animosity towards me, but yeah, it's fantastic in terms of like the the community of, of synth and synthwave online um, is is great, and the support as well. And doing things like this podcast, when you get to actually chat to people and you hear that, it's it's really really cool. It's really cool.
1: Yeah, no, I'm 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 super excited to be here. And I'm I'm grateful for sure that you uh, that you reached out. It's a yeah, it's a really you. awesome opportunity.
0: Yeah. Um. I. I it, what's really cool as well is again more and more sort of people interested in coming on and chatting, which is great, and uh, hopefully it will continue to to help promote and spread the word of of us of our underground underground music. Um. Yeah. So moving on to like your, your musical journey, as it were, where where would you sort of place yourself at the moment with your music? Um, What do you have an end goal um, with the stuff you're releasing or is it sort of like an organic process? You're just going to put it out there and and see what happens.
1: Well, I mean, I mean, for me, I know, like, I just, I want to keep putting out music I love. And I mean, you know, no offense to the state of rock music or, or music in the mainstream in general. It's just, I'm finally, like, turning into, like, that old guy, like, oh, music (laughs) from, you know, this new music's garbage, you know, just, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, just at this point in my life, I'm not chasing, you know, a a dream of, like, oh, I'm going to be this big artist or whatever. And I want to put out music that that, that makes me happy um, and that that moves me in a sense and, and hope that it reaches other people. And, um, so, you know, really just diving into that 90s sound that I love and that 80s sound that I love. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I put out my EP last summer and the goal is to, um, I want to put an album and I want to put like, I want to put some vinyl records out, some cassettes out and really invest into it and kind of, you know, EPs are awesome. And I kind of have like a, personal idea of a lot of independent artists and and this could be totally wrong it's just how i feel but i feel that the attention span of people today if you're not some big mainstream artist i feel like an ep is your best bet to get someone engaged with your music Mm -hmm. i feel like if you're an unknown it's harder to get someone to listen from like a track one to a track ten versus hey here are five tracks of this new artist um but I want to try an album. Um, I have a I have a concept um, for an album that's definitely going to be more uh, synthwave driven. Um, I know there's a lot more '80s elements to this one, so I think that'll make the the synthwave family happy in terms of uh, <laughs> in terms of that. But um, I've got some really cool concepts for the album. Um, I have some guest vocalists that I want to get on there. Um, There's a song I'm working on. Um, There's a a band that had some 90s success called Black Lab. Um, They were kind of a uh, mid-90s, late-90s band. And I remember hearing them on the radio as a kid. And I I got in touch with their singer, Paul Durham. He's a really awesome guy. He's going to be helping me with vocals on a track of an idea that I have. Um, And sometimes with that, too, if if you have a vision, sometimes you just got to hit someone up and say, hey, I've got this song. and I," envision your vocals on it like would you be interested in yeah in doing something and and you'd be surprised how many people are like yeah like let's do it um so i'm grateful to be working with him on a new track Uh, my friend dara uh, she plays in a band called Verses. um she was on my cover of drive by the cars she's an amazing artist uh really fun to work with very diverse and open and creative so um i'm gonna try to get her on a couple songs. I know she's totally down, um, you know, so uh, and just kind of do kind of like a half instrumental <clears throat> and half or, you know, maybe four four tracks with vocals, four or five tracks with vocals and uh, maybe put out instrumental versions of that too. I, I, I just don't know. It's kind of see, see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be moving in the next month, so I'm going to get my new studio set up. Nice. the new place and uh, really just try to to go from there. I think the goal is fall yeah. to get the new music out and um, it may take longer. I want to make sure it's OCD perfect. So we'll see. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, doing that and uh, you know, just kind of going from there. I, I think the goal ultimately is put out this album, maybe follow it up with another EP and just kind of see where the music journey um takes me but I, I i don't plan on stopping music you know as part of me and i i know yeah, um, cool. i'm sure with you and other people in this community that it's it's part of them too
0: yeah 100 percent, man 100 for 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 the audience listening so you mentioned about the album you put out last year where where can they find your find your album what um EP, i mean all,
1: all the streaming all the streaming stuff spotify apple music um You know, whatever you're streaming, it's probably on there. Um, There's videos on YouTube. A music video we shot uh, over the summer for the Drive cover by the Cars is on YouTube. That's so good. Um, uh, Bandcamp, I've got a cassette version. Uh, I pressed uh, a bit of uh, their cotton candy cassettes, so they're kind of cool. One side's blue, one side's pink, and uh, I've got a limited run of those, so those are uh, available on Bandcamp if anyone likes the physical thing. Um, for me, I'm a cassette guy, so I love hearing the, the warmth and that specific kind of sound. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's where people can find my stuff. And, and I'm real curious not to change course of, of, uh, of the podcast, but I'd love to hear if you have a minute to kind of talk about your music and what, and what you do. I, I'd love to, t- to turn the table on you for a sec. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, just before I do that, what I will, what I will uh, talk about is cassettes. Now, before I started getting into the synth wave, synth production sort, sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, cassettes for me were a, were sort of like a dead medium. But it's really interesting and it's quite cool to see going through Instagram because that's where I do sort of most of my um, synth research. Do you want to say research? Scrolling, just scrolling yeah, through. Yeah. And you see so many cassettes now, uh, which is I so know. cool. I think I'm gonna do something like that in the future. Um, but for me, um, so I—I I, when did I do it? So I was in a I was in a heavy metal band uh, called Engraved Disillusion uh, for about eight years, and I stopped doing that because it became too much business orientated, and um, yeah. and uh, yeah, I lost the drive basically to to create music. So then I took took some time out, and then I came back to music production. Probably about three or four years later. So it came to Christmas of last year, I think it was, and I was like, I tasked myself. I was like, right, this year I'm just going to release three tracks. i because I had, but much like you. So when I'd go in and record an album or an EP, I'd look at what the the engineer was doing, and I'd make a mental note, and think, right, how is he doing that? And then I'd go away and research it. And I did various um various sort of like academic studies and what have you mm-hmm. so develop my skill set so then, yeah then last year i just thought right i'm just gonna start putting out music and see what happens so it started out when did i put my first track out it was last year it was it was in may no june last year i think it was called waiting gotta remember the name of my own songs now waiting on your call, cool. um uh-huh. which is like a pro it's quite a dark um synth pop i would call it synth pop um, mm-hmm. So structured like a pop song. Um, and I found this vocalist called Sophie de French, who's got quite a like, Billie Eilish-esque sort of style. And I thought it just fit really well. So there was that track. And then the next one, I sort of went more synth wave, found, a, found another vocalist, an American vocalist called Ivory, who, who laid down vocals on that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, my influence my influence is much like yourself. So Gunship was huge for me. Uh, so uh uk-based uh, gunship's awesome for yeah, sure yeah yeah. Uh, I, f- I was i was around my friends before this kicked off went back in the days when you could have drinks and socialize and mm-hmm. um they uh he was like dude you got to check out this band called gunship and he played me was it tech Noir? was it tech Noir? i think it was tech Noir. and i was just like wow um i'm gonna start doing that because I had all the all the gear to do it. And I was like, well, why aren't I doing it? So that was the moment where tw- in my head I was just like, I need to start producing because I'll do it. If I don't do it start now, then I'll probably never do it. So, yeah, that was, that was the band that sparked it for me. And then I listened to that, I read that first album. And then like you, I went off and found other bands like FM 84, Running in the Night with Ollie Wilde. That was a huge, huge, uh, when I heard that track. And I was just like, wow, that's like the stuff I want to be producing and, and the vocals mm-hmm. and stuff. And then the midnight. Um, But at the same time, I quite like sound design. So from my my darker my heavy metal days, because I've been to one of my favorite bands is like Typo Negative as well. Um, And I kind of wanted to bring in that quite dark element too Mm
1: -hmm.
0: into the music uh, and and into the songwriting. So some of the stuff I'm going to be releasing going forward, I think is going to be different to what I released last year. And then I released a, a, a random uh, R&B track around Christmas time because um, I entered a, a remix competition. And I had this, this instrumental lying around. I was like, well, it's pointless letting it go to waste. I might as well do something with it. So, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I, was just, I found a UK singer called Nicole Simpson, and she laid down vocals on it. And it was really cool. A couple of tracks got played on uh, BBC Introducing, which was, which was pretty cool over here. Um,
1: that, that is super cool
0: yeah 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 and like it's been the music's been really well received this year i want to release an ep so kind of like what you did pre last year sort of like five or six track ep um and i've got like three or four tracks in the bag i was working on one today um and it's just a case of because i quite like i know in the synth wave sort of community there's there's, there's quite a a, di- a diverse, um, divisive subject matter of vocals or non vocals, but mm-hmm. I quite like vocals on the tracks. Um, I don't shoehorn them in there, but I do, I do like vocals on tracks. Um, so at the moment, I I'm, just I for like
1: vocalists. I'm kind of the, the same as you, a little bit like for me, like I started off as like now, like I'm only listening to instrumental synth, synth wave, like I'm only listening to instrumental. Tyco, i'm only listening to instrumental the midnight Mm. tracks you know stuff like that but then it's like you know what no no this is actually these vocals are really you know complementing to to these tracks yeah so i i feel like i'm kind of warming up to to the guest vocal thing and for me coming from like a traditional rock band it's like no man you got to have like one singer and like it's got to be this person is the voice of your thing but it's like no like this is this is awesome that you're like all these different people and all these different visions and all these different elements can be on the music, and I, I actually think that's what makes it so great—is mm-hmm. um, the diverseness in of what you can create um, within the synthwave uh, realm.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think I, I can't remember who I was speaking to. I think it might have been on the previous podcast, but um, it's not when I when I have the music as well. And I've created these instrumental tracks, and then I'm listening to them. And it's not, an, I find, personally, for me, it's not until I have somebody's, somebody else's opinion or somebody else's input that it really brings it alive for me. So when somebody else's creative ear listens to my song and thinks, actually, I'm going to lay down this vocal melody over the top of it or whatever, and then I hear it back, and I'm like, oh, shit, wow, that actually sounds really good. So the fir- when I first got Waiting on Your Callback, before I heard the vocals on it, I was just like, oh, I don't know, man, I don't know if this is really any good. Um but we'll see what happens. And then the vocals came back, and I was like, "Oh wow, I've actually made a song," <laughs> which was that's quite awesome. Yeah, yeah. And it's the first time I'd ever done it on my own because I've been in a band with four other, uh, four other, four other guys previously. Mm-hmm. So we'd all had that responsibility, but this time it was just me. Um, yeah, it was it was cool. But yeah, that's definitely... awesome yeah with the vocals i'm i'm all for vocals although i think i think I'm, i have i have do have one track that i'm gonna be doing which is an instrumental um i'm hopefully gonna be working with zach on that one actually um, i'm gonna try and get him to record some guitars on it so um yeah i was insp- i was watching aliens one night and i was inspired by a scene so i thought hey, you know what i'm gonna create a some <laughs> sort of some sort of weird arpeggiated bass guitar thing um
1: yeah that would be cool. And Zach, Zach's the guy to do it with. So I, I think that's awesome. Keep, please keep us posted. I, I'd love to hear that when it comes out. Yeah,
0: we'll do. I'm going to start, I've been a bit on inundated, inundated with work of late, but I'm going to start posting some, some live videos or some videos of what I'm doing and some of the tracks I'm working on. Incidentally, I actually put together a, uh, you know, have you seen the midnight of, uh, at the point of this podcast, the midnight of released a remix competition um for tracks i, I didn't see that yeah yeah so i've gone the cheap route unfortunately i haven't actually bought all the stems i've just gone for deep blue but um i'm working on an instrumental uh instrumental a remix of that at the moment so um that sounds interesting i've gone for sort of like a house inspired vibe for that one. Oh, so cool. once again coming from a slightly different electronic side um so yeah that'll be interesting to see how that goes
1: yeah yeah I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that i'd be curious to to see what that's like yeah thanks man. thanks um yeah, but course. yeah thanks
0: for asking thanks for asking i can <laughs> i can talk for, for talk, talk for hours about my own stuff um yeah, yeah thank of you course. um so where do we get we got to sort of your musical journey um so in terms of your musical journey at the moment have you have you had to overcome any challenges to like get to where
1: you are I mean, it's endless challenges. It never ends. I mean, from the, you know, whether, you know, you got to battle for time, you know, for, through the daily work grind, you know, just coming home from a day of work and, uh, you know, finding that influence or waking up in the morning and and finding that influence. And if you're, if you don't have writer's block, or if if Pro Tools is going to load up correctly today, you know, (laughs) just, uh, did, did Windows do an update that corrupts Pro Tools? I mean, I mean, there's all sorts of uh, so, uh, fun stuff. And I mean, in terms of like the adversity piece, you know, just uh, really just, I think the biggest challenge has been finding the, the time and the creativeness. And for me, um, you know, I went through a really uh, tough, tough year last year. Um, you know, I lost my father unexpectedly on Easter and uh you know we were super close you know he's the one that influenced me to mm. play guitar and so that was uh that was man that knocked the uh the life out of me for a while and uh you know i have a um had an emotional support cat uh i'm 32 he's my buddy since i was 13 and yeah. i had to put him down on christmas eve so you know it's been uh oh, man. sorry to hear yeah yeah no thanks i, I don't mean to you know, bring on the rain parade over here, but, uh, you know, just really just, um, you know, pulling through, you know, all adversity in every aspect of your life from work to, to personal tragedy, to, um, you know, finding the inspiration, um, with everything going on in your life to, to push forward and to create. And I think, um, for me, music has always been kind of a, a therapeutic outlet as well. Um, it's a way to express yourself without speaking in a sense. It's a language of its own music. yeah. And so, you know, pushing through and, and, and writing music. Um, and I think writing my EP that came out, um, you know, after my dad passed in April, um, really kind of distracting myself and pushing my i mean my EP I didn't finish it up until like um probably June or July boom mastered boom let's get it out it's it's on iTunes in 2 weeks i mean from April up until you know July just really just immersing myself in the music and escaping um life in the music and i feel like um you know just for anyone going through stuff, you know, if you're musically inclined to um, let it out in your music, you know, let the music do the storytelling. And, um, you know, I I think that's been my biggest adversity, at least in terms of, you know, writing is just not letting life get you down and and pushing through. And, um, you know, I, I think part of the, not to circle back to the sense of community, but the people that, that listen to it and and tell you they care and they show they care. I mean, it's super, super awesome. Yeah. And, um, you know, it kind of. You know, gives you confidence to continue, you know, doing doing what you're doing and knowing that people someone's listening. And I think that's cool, Um, you know, in terms of the other aspect, you know, just there's always the learning curve. Um, You know, for me, who who's always been a guitar driven, rock driven person, to really dive into the synth aspect and the synth elements of things has been a new challenge for me and it's been really fun and really awesome uh learning new things every day um but i love uh fusing my influences with these newfound influences together and and kind of seeing where it goes
0: yeah it sounds amazing it sounds amazing it sounds like um obviously i'm sorry start with i'm sorry to sorry to hear about what everything that happened last year but yeah it's great that. yeah no problem man no problem it's great that like music um can do that isn't it the way music can act is that sort of that crutch and help you get through these these times and in particular just uh like you say to get though your 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 what's going on in your head and you can convey that through music and have people respond to it and and respond to you through your music it's uh it's an amazing medium that we work within um yeah. And, yeah, I agree,
1: hundred percent. Yeah,
0: and get and just being able to communicate that to others, and that's it's a weird one. When I when I ask people uh who don't necessarily write or an instrument or and or who aren't uh, musicians or create music, and I ask them like, what's their favorite music, and they say, I don't listen to music, and I'm always astounded yeah. at, uh, by by people who say that. And I'm just like, how how can you not like how I mean maybe, maybe that's me being ignorant of other people's uh, perceptions but I'm just like how can you not have an opinion? Uh, music yeah. is like there's so much
1: there's so much that music can do for you. We'll, we'll be uh we'll be ignorant together because I, I agree with you 100%. I think music yeah. is such a beautiful language of its own that if you are missing out in music in your life you're missing out on on mm-hmm. on so much. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Um
0: so with regards to your, your music itself, if uh, you were going to signpost someone to listen to one of your tracks, um, never never listened to any of your stuff before, uh, what track would you signpost them to?
1: Oh, man. That is... Uh, <laughs> that's that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a tough one. I would say... I'd say the lead-off track... Um, I think it's Summer Summer Kid is the leadoff track. I'm going to start forgetting names here too. Summer <laughs> Kid's the leadoff track. Yeah. Um, that was kind of the first track that I put out. Um, I put it out actually a year before my EP to kind of test the waters. And I got some good feedback, but I feel like that really has kind of this element of 90s alternative rock with the sprinkle of the synthwave stuff in there in the verses in the bridge um and kind of with the modern modern production in there um i kind of feel like hits on all these different areas if you're looking for something with vocals um constructed uh you know our own version of drive by the cars had my friend dara yeah on vocals um had aaron gillespie of the band under oath and the almost he played drums for us and uh you know really just um once again, kind of brings out the the synthwave element, also with the rock and alternatives. So, um, I mean, it's five songs. It's pretty quick. If you've got time, listen to the whole thing. If you need one song, I'm gonna say "Summer Kid" um, yep. is the one to go with. Nice. Um, quick question: the the
0: Drive cover, I love. By the way, I really do love Thank it. Thank you. Um, what made you choose that song?
1: You know. <sighs> I think for me, I remember driving home from work one day a couple summers ago and it was just hot and I had the windows down and it's going through personal stuff, you know, and that song came on and it just resonated with me. Mm. And I had been wanting to do a song with my friend Dara and I was like, you know what? Like, like we've, we've got to do this. And I, I didn't have Nostalgia Kid at the time or anything. I just... You know, it was just kind of in the same boat as you where I had taken a break from music for a while. And I was like, you know what? I've got to get back into this. Um, I had actually released some music under the name um, Imagination with an E. So Imagination, where it was more like post-rock, kind of like Hammock and Explosions in the Sky. Um, I had some fun doing that, but, uh, you know, I was kind of drifting away from wanting to record that kind of music and was like you know what like I want to do this drive cover I can hear my friend Dara on it like it would be awesome um so I think the song kind of has a personal element to me and just kind of this haunting um but beautiful uh a song that the cars did and just really trying to make it our own so I think that's kind of what influenced it was just a random you know car session driving home from work and and there it was and i was like i've got to do this song
0: Nah, that's so cool man um what i'll do is i as with every everything you've referenced um in the in the podcast i'll put links in the show notes so you mentioned is it is it pronounced dara is it dara yeah d-a-r-a
1: uh i can send you the link to her um her band and her socials if that's
0: yeah, yeah, of course. Um, yeah, I'll put it in the um, put it in the episode notes, um, along awesome. with other other links and stuff, and obviously okay. your links too. So that was going to be my uh, my next question. So where can uh, where can our audience find you on like social media or, or website?
1: Uh, I mean, I'm I'm everywhere. Um, I think Instagram's to the happen in place for artists like us right now. I'm on yeah, Facebook. If you search up Nostalgia Kid, um, Instagram Nostalgia Kid uh, underscore is the username um and uh you know where else am i on i'm on twitter i'm on twitter i don't do a lot on twitter except like crash bandicoot stuff pretty nerdy there (laughs) yeah i'm pretty much the same i've got twitter but
0: more often than not it's my friend will send me um dms of various football or soccer uh videos exactly exactly so
1: So some kind of off topic unrelated if you want a weird experience go to my twitter if you want a a pretty straightforward a little more personal i go to instagram and uh no offense to facebook they kind of rig the algorithm so if i post something maybe you'll see it maybe you won't um yep. they kind of do the same thing on instagram now because they own them but mm-hmm. you know it's uh it's a little more friendly to the artist i think
0: yeah totally totally I've, I've found that um having only like, like safe coming into this in the last year um it's instagram is is where i go to to network with people in our particular community it seems to be the way to do it. I know there's a lot of Facebook groups, but I don't know. I find instagram just seems to be the way seems um, to be the
1: way yeah, I agree hundred percent,
0: but for sure, yeah, I'll put links to all your stuff um or your all the things you mentioned in the show notes and whatnot so um yeah, that pretty much wraps it up Evan but a big thank you for um for spending the the last hour with me and chatting through your stuff it's It's been really good to to pick your brains on, on your processes and your influences and stuff, man. And I've got a lot out of it and I'm sure anybody listening will, will as well. So a a big thank you.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much. Like I said, I really, you know, appreciate it. Really, really grateful. um, You know, you took the time to chat. I mean, just the thoroughness. I I really appreciate (laughs) it. Someone with OCD. I mean, I was just like, Oh, Oh man, he's got like all these questions lined up, all this stuff. (laughs) I, I think you're doing a, I think you're doing an awesome job and i'll, I'll right. you know I'll keep an eye and, and subscribe whatever i can do and yeah, i appreciate, and let, I appreciate listen it listen in for sure
0: yeah of yeah. course yeah th- i think this uh this podcast is going to go out in march i cannot remember the exact date um but basically they're going to drop every two weeks um i'd okay. love to do it weekly but day jobs it's all that. Work. it's a lot of work yeah it is yeah but two weekly seems manageable but as it's growing, I think I'm gonna get more, uh, more and more artists on board to, for interviews. So yeah, yeah, watch the space. But once again, a massive, massive thank you.
1: Yeah, keep me posted, and I'll, I'll, I'll post everything, and, and you yeah, know, get the you. hype going to get people to listen, and, um, you know, we'll go from there.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Um, once again, yeah. Cheers, Evan. And uh, what we'll do is, if you when you do release that album, um, we'll we'll stop by for a chat again, and we'll do the same thing, have a chat about the new album, man i love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, that'd be ace. All right. I'll catch you soon, Evan. Awesome. Take care. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye. Bye. And there we have it. That is the end of episode six. A huge thank you to Evan for dropping by. Keep an eye out for Nostalgia Kids' latest releases. Uh, Social media links are available in the episode description. If you love listening to this episode, please leave a review in Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. There is also a link in the description. If you would like to know more about me as a producer and mix engineer, visit www.markmatthewsproducer.com or as a mastering engineer, visit www.synthmusicmastering.com. You can also reach out via Facebook and Instagram at markmatthewsproducer. Website and social media links are provided in the episode description. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and look out for episode 7, which will drop in two weeks, 6 a.m., Thanks for listening. Whoa, before you go, make sure to snag your free Test Master from Synth Music Mastering. Imagine enhancing your music with my steadfast dedication to quality and that personalized touch. And here's the kicker, it's absolutely free, no cost at all. Simply head over to synthmusicmastering.com or click the link in the episode description to claim your free Test Master.